Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Sean Payton. Update. Update. You have to play this when we have the guest on. I mean, it it, it seems so demeaning and embarrassing. You know, like we finally get to talk to somebody from New Orleans about Sean Payton. Update. 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 But, you know, we're all interested. That's what we want to do. It's what we want to know. Joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line, he's covered the Saints, I believe, since 2005. He's Mike Tri- uh, Mike Triplett, pardon me, New Orleans dot football Saints coverage. Uh, Mike, I apologize for that embarrassing piece of production, but as you can see, <laughs> no, I, I thought I thought that was just happening in my head. That's all I've been doing for two weeks too. I cover the Saints, and Sean Payton is all uh, we care about. Yeah, so that's what we had was the Kevin Durant watch. Is KD coming to Phoenix? Yeah, and that included the the. Yeah. Update, 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 update thing just kind of echoing through your head. So I, I, I hope we did not, if, I hope that's not too embarrassing. But as you can see, we're a little obsessed no, look, with the Sean Payton thing around here. We're all we're all in the same world right now. Everything's on hold till we find out what, what's going to happen. Yeah, there's a lot of feeling now that he may just end up back at Fox. That, you know, the price to pay for him is very, very high with a first-round pick and maybe more. And there's a lot of quality candidates out there. Would you be surprised if he ended up back at Fox? Yeah, I mean, obviously the momentum shifts constantly in this thing. Um, I thought originally when there were only five openings uh, and that they weren't, you know, necessarily the ones that you would have thought would have been number one on his wish list. The Chargers would have been, the Cowboys might have been, uh, you know, longtime rumored uh, partnership there. I thought, oh, maybe this won't be the year. But the, the fact that he's lined up interviews with four teams that those four teams have all agreed to at least some level of trade compensation with the Saints. It, it shows a level of interest here that was not a, I'm not going to bother interviewing there. I'm not going to bother picking up the phone. We're not going to bother flying him in for an interview because he costs too much. I have to think there's still a good chance that one of these deals gets done and a lot of this Oh, now it's looking like he might go back to Fox. And, oh, you know, Denver, uh, you know, it feels like there's some pressure being put on there from sides and negotiating in it. I mean, obviously it might not get done, and and it might come down to teams not wanting to ultimately pay a large amount of money, give up a large amount of power, and give up a large amount of draft picks. Um, I, I don't know why those teams would, I don't know why a team like Arizona would even bring him in for an interview at this stage if they weren't willing to give up those things. Um, but, but certainly Arizona of all teams is the one that feels least likely to do it since, you know, they were the last one to line up an interview and, and they went ahead and already hired a GM without even, you know, considering dangling that as part of their, their pitch to him. Let me ask you about the draft pick compensation because the, the three examples are Belichick, Parcells, and Gruden. It's like a hundred years ago that first round picks went yeah. for those guys. I mean, I mean, times have changed. I mean, it's 20 yeah. years later. Is there a chance that the Saints were desperate for draft pick compensation? Would they accept a second round pick or a second and a fourth? Or does it have to be a line in the sand? If you don't give me a first round pick, why not let him out of his contract? Well, I've always thought the Gruden example was going to set an unreasonable expectation for Saints fans. Um, and it was funny, I was covering the 49ers back then when when the, the uh, 
Glazer family uh, uh, flew to interview Steve Mariucci, and when that didn't work out, then they turned to John Gruden in the middle of the night. It was just like it was such a unique situation where that team was so eager to make a splash, and for whatever reason, they wanted to to poach a coach from another team, you know, instead of the candidates that were out there. Uh, you know, you 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 pay what you got to pay if you decide you've got to have a guy. Um, uh, that doesn't mean that an arbitrator would say no. All coaches cost two first round picks and two second round picks. I mean, Mike Holmgren went to Seattle for a second rounder. And then lesser lesser coveted guys, Bruce Arians and Herm Edwards, went for like day three picks. So nobody talks about those ones. They talk about the top of the market. But look, the market the market will, will, will set itself. I mean, if teams aren't willing to give up the first rounder, the Saints are going to have to rethink their strategy and if they go ahead and do this again next year. But from everything I've heard, I think it's going to be a first-round pick, or at least what the Saints are sort of saying is the price of admission here is a first-round pick or the equivalent of a first-round pick if you've got to package some picks together in a trade chart to to make it a first-round pick, plus a little more. So okay. I, I don't think they're demanding the third pick overall from Arizona, uh, but maybe if they want Arizona's first next year, then it would also cost a second and third or something something along those lines. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've heard that they didn't even – you know, set the it's these exact picks when they talk to teams, but but I bet it would have to to add up to something like the fifteenth pick on a trade chart. Mike Triplett, who covers the Saints for New Orleans dot football, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show. He's joining us from New Orleans. He's been covering the Saints since two thousand and five, so he's obviously very dialed in. And and that that kind of speaks to what I wanted to ask you about. You, you sort of covered it. Is is if we're looking at this, and I know I think I read in in one of your reports or in somebody's report that Mickey Loomis is quite the poker player, and and there yeah. does feel to be like a bluff element to this. Of you know, this is what I'm going to take I'm not going to take anything less but at the end of the day would you rather have something for Sean Payton or would you rather right. have nothing for Sean Payton evaluate you you know the guy evaluate Mickey Loomis's level of bluffness when it comes to something like this well he's got he, he's got the leverage right now which is fine um, we hold his rights. We can say no. Uh, we hold his rights for two more years. So I, I think he's going to he's gonna play this one pretty strict this year. Um, now, I've actually been talking with, with my partner at New Orleans Down Football and, and, you know, like having Twitter conversations, having podcast conversations. We disagree a little bit. I worry about how much that leverage goes away next year. Mm-hmm. He says he doesn't think the leverage will, will change much next year because, you know, a team's got to pay what a team's got to pay. If a team wants Sean Payton, they'll, they'll pay it. Um, next year, though, Mickey Loomis does have to debate just how just how strict he wants to be because because next year is the deadline year. But this year he can be strict. This year he can say, hey, I'll take my chances again next year. If nobody's willing to give up the first round pick this year, then nobody gets Sean Payton. And, and, and I think he will hold to that. You know him. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like you're a mind reader or you know him so well you can predict what he's going to do, Mike. But, but from an Arizona perspective, um, how likely do you think that is at the end of the day, or, or is Denver truly the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to his services? No, I mean, I think a strong argument can be made that Arizona has the best roster uh, of any. Now, I don't know exactly what Sean Payton thinks of Kyler Murray. I don't know exactly what he thinks of Kyler Murray injured. Um, and, and, you know, obviously reports came out about, you know, whatever ex-players have said whatever about Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and him, you know, seen shouting on the sidelines. I'm sure Sean Payton's going to do his homework on whether it's someone 
he thinks he can work with, whether it's someone he's excited to work with. Um, but a, a strong argument can be made that that's the best quarterback that any of these situations are offering, and certainly that the rest of the roster, 2 through 53, is, is the most ready to compete for titles uh, of any of these other teams. Location is obviously great um, for him, wanting to be close to L.A., wanting to um, you know be in warm weather, if any of that stuff matters. But I, I really think his ability to win matters more than anything else. And I don't even think the general manager would be a deal-breaker if, if he likes the general manager and has heard good things about him. He worked with the GM his entire time. He worked under a GM his entire time in New Orleans. Mickey Loomis was his boss in New Orleans, and he never left because he always talked about how well he loved his relationship with the GM and with ownership here. So he wants power. He probably wants ultimate final say or at least equal say or veto power, whatever you want to call it. But it doesn't mean he has to be the GM's boss. So I I don't think Arizona gets ruled out for any of those reasons. And in some ways, it might be the most attractive job. But, you know, the other question is, what are they offering him? Are they offering him enough money? I know people have wondered if Arizona would offer that. Are they rolling out the red carpet for him? Are they trying to offer him ultimate power? You know, are they offering him final say on the 53-man roster? I think those things will sway him. And, and you know, with, without knowing exactly where Arizona is uh, compared to other teams in those elements, I, I think those will be big factors. Mike, we appreciate the time. Thank you for coming on for a few minutes. Uh, we look forward to the conversation all day. We appreciate the insight. Thanks for coming on. All right, thank you. Thank you. Mike Triplett from New Orleans. Football covering the New Orleans Saints, giving us the insight we're all looking for when it comes to Sean Payton and might what might happen next.